Welcome back to the Life School Masterclass Show, a place where visionary leaders build a life and business legacy on purpose through mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team so they can make an amazing impact and income and positively affect their communities worldwide. Ensure that you are sharing the show, you're subscribing, and you also are leaving us a review so we can create more amazing content around those areas to help you level up to the next level and also bring amazing guest experts that can share their knowledge and expertise with you so that you can create amazing legacy. All right, let's create legacy. Legacy builders, welcome back to another show here at the Life School Masterclass Show. I'm so excited to be back with you with another amazing guest and conversation, just like how you are used to. And today we're going to talk about leveraging your biggest golden opportunity as a business leader with my favorite friend that has come back to the Life School uh, community overall, Danielle Wilson. Danielle, welcome back. So excited Thank to have you. you on my show this time. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's an absolute pleasure to have you back. I love your personality. I love your authenticity. That's kind of what stood out to me when I first initially connected with you. So I can't wait to have you share some of that with us today. So Danielle, before we dive into your expertise and the area of work that you do on your day to day with your clients, uh, that I'm sure keeps you very motivated, engaged and inspired. Can you share with us some of the most meaningful moments that led you to the work that you're actually doing right now? Oh, gosh, there's so many of them. Um, I've been in business, running businesses for 35 years. So I've been in leadership since I left school. Uh, so there's a lot of them and they all kind of kind of grew and, and compounded on each other and brought me here. But I think I'd have to say that one of the most meaningful uh, in terms of contributing to what I do now was when I started working at uh, a company called Dufferin Games. It was a, a premium games specialty retailer and uh, our company manufactured our own billiards uh, equipment uh, pool tables and cues and in that company as a regional well I started as a store manager and as part of that experience I I like to be really well-rounded and so I decided I was going to take a year off of store management and go and work in head office because I wanted to understand how the business as a whole worked how the whole supply chain and everything else worked. And I was very, very fortunate to have um, a CFO in the organization at that time who saw something in me. And when I would go with all of my pestery little questions, why this, how this, what about this, what about this? She finally sat me down and said, you obviously need to learn about a P&L. And so uh, that was kind of my first foray into understanding how the numbers that are within our business, all of the, it's not, it goes well beyond the KPIs. It goes well beyond the profit and loss. There's so much more to it. But about using the data and the metrics in our business to identify where we need to go next. We've always got like a full menu of ideas and opportunities that we can potentially use and follow through on to grow our revenue, to increase our profit, to increase our employee engagement, all of these things. But which one's the right one? Which one's going to give us the biggest ROI? And that was kind of the, that was really the starting point 
of that. And I was so fortunate to have Cindy in my corner. Um, as a result of working with me, we decided to roll out something for the entire organization. All the managers loved me for that, let me tell you, um, when they all had to dive into managing their own PL and in their own stores and become responsible for that. They really loved me for that, but I loved it. So there you go. Yeah, I think that last piece is very important as well. Oh my gosh, we have so much similarity. I also came from the retail industry as a store okay. manager, how I started moving all the way up and actually writing a chapter on PNL uh, for my next book that I'm writing on. Nice. And yeah, it's so important. Uh, I mean, I just like life, right? Uh, it's important to have a focus area yeah. and it's important to, to look at, you know, metrics. How are we doing? You know, are we making the progress that we're looking to make? And especially yeah. when you have your team behind you, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's very, um, helpful to have everybody kind of focusing on the right thing and moving ahead. And we all need a yep. target as human beings. Like, uh, yes, it's a common goal. yeah, a common goal, a vision, right? A target, right. something that we are going for. And hopefully also the reason why we're uh, going after it is also very clear. So I think that those two are definitely very well connected. Well, I love it because I know you have such an, you know, a, a, a diverse business background as well that you bring to the so let's dive into the topic leveraging um our biggest golden opportunities so what is it that you mean by this give us a target what what is it that we should know what golden opportunity are you talking about well this is just it um when we think about business our, our primary goal is to increase sales that's obviously that's the primary driver let's increase sales because then we have the capital to invest in other innovations and things like that. But we need the sales to grow first and we need it to be done profitably. Um, so in a nutshell, it's about increasing your revenue, not about decreasing costs. So I'm gonna leave decreasing costs to a CPA or a CMA. I'm gonna leave that to them, let them manage that part. What I'm interested in doing is how do we figure out what is the best opportunity for you? So. Let's face it, some businesses are underutilizing their team. They're either understaffed, undertrained. That's one opportunity. Uh, another opportunity could be uh, changing the process that they use to sell, to sell, changing the sales conversations that are happening. It could be about implementing automation that helps to improve customer service. It could be about leveraging that list that you've got sitting in those dusty file cabinets back there that nobody ever goes back and looks at. Remember that list, whether it's in your computer or whether it's literally sitting in file cabinets, but leveraging missed opportunities so that we're not leaving money on the table. That's really what I'm talking about is how do we take all that money that's sitting there laying on the table and scoop up as much of it as we possibly can, stick that in our coffers so that we can continue to innovate, continue to grow um, as a business, which means that we can have even greater impact on the world. Yeah. I like working with people who are, as you call them, purpose driven. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. Yeah. And what does that mean? Uh, well, before I actually ask you that, I am so uh, curious around, you know, what you said with leaving money on the table. I know that firsthand too well, very uh, based on the work that I do as well. But where is it that we could start? You know, because we all have especially when you're fast growth mode and in, in, in mm -hmm. your company it is so easy to lose track of the the things that are right under your nose that you could be yeah. potentially focusing on because again you know the vision is pulling you the growth is pulling you fast and there's a lot of companies that are in that mode as well how do yeah. we 
How do we slow down? What are some of the things that we can do um, so that we still kind of manage the growth, but also mm -hmm. uh, manage this day-to-day -day stuff that is kind of sitting right under our nose and it could be, we could be losing profit or putting that profit to good use eventually down the line as well. Okay. So if, as the question is, what can we do now? What can we Without do? Without having looked. Yeah. What so can we do now to kind of get that foundation? Yeah. To get that foundation, but also manage fast growth. Okay. So if you've got, fast growth happening a lot of times what happens is you stop paying attention to what's happening on the sidelines um especially if you've got all these automations happening that's a that's a really slippery slope because the automations you tend to kind of lose sight of where the holes are however i think the the most important thing and what a lot of small businesses don't give enough um weight to is tracking data understanding things like where are my customers coming from? Which of my marketing efforts are actually giving me the biggest bang for my buck? An example would be if you've diversified yourself and you're, you know, you're trying to advertise in 12 different places, but only two of them are actually bringing you customers, you have two choices. Drop those other ones because they're wasting your time or figure out how to improve your approach on those, uh, we'll call them platforms for now. So, Tracking the data is going to give you the first, even if you're not looking at it right away, because I understand when you're in fast growth mode, last thing you want to do is stop and look at those numbers. Unless it's to look at, is my bank account higher today than it was on the same day last month? I know that's what a lot of people want to look at, rather than looking at, is it profitable? Is it growing? And rather than waiting for that quarterly review that you have with your accountant, um, where they're not actually looking at, could I have receive more sales from my ads that I'm placing in magazine X versus TV spot Y versus, you know, podcast here, social media there, rather than they aren't looking at those things. So this is about looking into a more broad and yet targeted view of your marketing. Uh, it's about looking at where, so what are the referral sources? What's my average sale price? Am I selling all low? ticket products um, and trying to do that, sell lots, but at a low price, can I convert that to making more profit by selling a higher ticket product where there's less effort involved and yet I'm still making more money? So tracking the data can help you to make very quick and simple decisions that actually support fast growth. So tracking it is step one. That's the first thing that I would suggest. And number two is if you don't have the skill set to analyze that data, it's somebody on your team, whether that's a contractor or an employee, or it's a you know a coach, a mentor, an outsource agent that you can hire in that does have that skill set. Have them come in and have a minimum quarterly review session with them, preferably monthly, but minimum quarterly because that allows you to have a faster response time to take action and be more agile. You can move with trends in that way. You can capitalize on your innovations and ideas that way. You can be first to market that way. Like there's all kinds of reasons to do this. I see you smiling. Am I saying something good? <laughs> there's this cheeky smile going on there where you're like, yeah. I'm happy because it's all stuff that is going to ensure 
that uh, our companies are healthy, right? Because we yeah. all know companies that make a lot of money in sales, but are they making any profit, right? Just like anything right. else in life. So I think you share so much amazing wisdom right then and there uh, with kind of putting those, implementing those steps in place. But yeah, it seems counterintuitive, but sometimes you have to go slow. So yes. And then it's the tracking that makes you go slow. It is. It's That's the thing that makes you kind of take the pause. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, i got to record my numbers. Or use your CRM or use some kind of automation to do that. Mm. Get your PA to do that. Get your, you know, somebody that's in your admin team to do that for you, to just track it. Just track it yeah. and have the information yes. at your fingertips. When you have five minutes and you can breathe, you can go and look at it. Absolutely. Yeah, the truth sets you free so you can work on the most important priority. Yes. Also, the marketing aspect that you talked about, because I mean, I always find that out of all the pillars that I teach in business and company growth, marketing and sales is the heart of every business yeah. growth. I mean, Absolutely. without marketing and sales, then, uh, you know, we can be amazing at what we do. We can have a great vision, great mission, purpose, all the stuff, great values, great products, great services. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but without the, the right marketing and the, the right core, yeah. <laughs> they got to work together. So I love that you yep. shared that. Uh, we got to assess our marketing journeys to see that, yes. you know, if they're bringing us the right people that we want to serve at the highest level for sure. Absolutely. I say online businesses or local businesses, whatever is it that wherever you are operating in the space, this is more like general principles uh, for for the business world as well. So Danielle, I'm so curious around your own process for helping clients. So what is your process? How do you help your clients um, on your day to day? Oh, well, the, the first thing I need to do is uh, ensure that people have a tracking system in place. Unfortunately, if you don't have a tracking system in place already, working with me on an ongoing basis isn't going to be a whole lot of help. So step one is we create that tracking system for you if you don't have one. If you've already got one in place, we can hit the ground running. Um, and in that case, I do a really deep dive into your data and I do a, a full audit on your presence. Now, because I deal primarily with online businesses, businesses that are, you know, marketing themselves and, and trying to acquire customers mm -hmm. online, my expectation would be that that we can do that fairly quickly. Because a lot of those metrics are even available if you're using some kind of an email uh, program, it's available. If you're using a CRM to track your leads, it's available. Your your Stripe or your your uh, what's the other one? I just never comes to me. PayPal. So. Oh. <laughs> All of those, like there's metrics available, maybe they're not centralized. So what we can do is either you can give me access to it or I can sit with somebody and they can pull that data and information from you. I just like, just hand me a bunch of raw data in Excel spreadsheets and I go to town and do that work. At that point from there, what we do is we get together for about four or five hours, depending on how long it's going to take after I've already developed what the insights are that I can give you. Then we sit down and we talk about your structure, because I want to be able to go into it with a completely open mind and without any um, preconceived ideas about what you need. So that's why I don't have the conversation up front. I wait until after I've done the analysis to do the conversation. But at that point, now we're starting to dive in. What are the recommendations that I'm going to make and how do we make those come to life within the next 30 days? My goal is that I help you to see an immediate return on your investment within 30 days. 
And the goal would be a minimum two times, though my best case was 10 times. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> People focus, especially in the online space. I find that that is so necessary because it yeah. is so easy to get so distracted and be on so many platforms, being focused on so many communities, yeah. too many things out there. But, you know, where are your numbers? And yeah. how are you making progress towards those? And what is giving you the biggest ROI for your time? Because time is our biggest asset. Um, yes. I was actually just going to say that the, a big mm -hmm. part of what this will do is actually give you back many hours in your week. Yeah. And who doesn't want more hours? Because it seems like we're I'd like, like more hours. social media. Yeah, especially with social media. I developed a love-hate relationship myself when I didn't understand a lot of these different things because I came from the traditional corporate space and going on the online space. That was an adjustment, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I realized that um, unless you're purposeful about the activities that uh, or how you leverage social media as a creator for your business and not a consumer, that's the difference. And someone that sure. does the that you do uh, gives you so much clarity around, okay, I'm going on Facebook, but here's like the three, four, five activities that I'm going to do on there as a business owner, yes. as a creator. I'm not going on Facebook unless you want to allow yourself the time to binge on the weekend. <laughs> then you purposely set that intention. So go ahead and go, you know, go to town with that. But if it's a business activity, it's like I'm going in, I'm going to post, I'm going to go engage, whatever is it that, you know, you're, I'm going to start these conversations, all of those activities that are going to get you aligned with that, uh, the metrics that you want to see moving forward and moving the needle on that it's going to generate cash flow, but also ensure that you're creating the impact that you want. I love it. I love the focus of your work. I don't think a lot of people speak about, you know, numbers and especially in the online space because it's no, you know, I don't know a lot. I feel like bridging the gap between traditional because you have that background as well. That's what I see as a big, big need for myself. It's like, why don't we just bridge the gap between how traditional businesses run and also the online space? Because there's a lot of things that we can learn from right. both. Places. Yeah. And, and, and that will, you will add value to whatever is it that you're doing in the online space as well. You're just using new channels and, and ways to put yourself, to grow your brand out there and to reach your clients and all of that. But honestly, it's not really different from what traditionally has been done in business. So I love the focus that you have as well. Danielle, I usually ask my guests at the end, we've actually reached the end. I think me and you can go on and on and, and <laughs> speak about you know, more topics around business operations altogether, because it seems like I do the same work with uh, corporations as their COO. But uh, yeah, I find there's just so much need and opportunity for someone that can just come in and help you look at those numbers and clean house, so to speak, ensure your yeah. home is efficient and productive so that then you can grow, then you can go to new markets or grow your current market or whatever it is exactly. that you want to do. Based exactly. on decisions for impact and, and, and profitability for sure. Um, I want to ask you now, what is, um, I'm doing something new this season actually with this okay. question because I find that um, it, it, I've received a lot of feedback that's very helpful to the audience. Can you share with us one learning um, lesson that you've learned as an entrepreneur and also one success tip that you would like to leave our audience with? Okay. So, this is not my first business. I've had many of my own businesses in the past, some very successful, some no. So I've had lots and lots of lessons that I've learned 
as an entrepreneur, but the biggest and most important one, and it's the one that I like to teach forward is you cannot succeed unless you try. And failing is an enormous part of success, failing forward. Just, it's about the persistence. It's about the ability and willingness to pick yourself back up, say, so what did I learn from that? And keep moving forward. I am constantly in experiment mode. Um, in order to create one offer that I've got around uh, helping entrepreneurs to have better visibility and reach and engagement on social media, I actually ran experiments on my own business profile for like 18 months to understand how the algorithm works. I made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes. So I think the, the idea is don't be afraid to make the mistakes. They're important to the future success because it's just as important to learn what not to do as it is to learn what to do because that's all part of critical thinking. It's all part of understanding how to think through a problem Rather than the lip service regurgitation kind of, you know, let me preach at you, you just copy and paste, mm -hmm. that doesn't teach you how to resolve a conflict when you're no longer under that mentor's care. So having the ability to think critically and reason your way through a problem by failing, embrace it. That's my biggest lesson. I love it. And then success tip was, I think, oh. the success tip. I guess it was kind of tied into that as well. Uh, so big success tip. Um, it, it is not being afraid to adapt. So one of the things that you and I were talking about in the beginning is when I first left my most recent uh, corporate gig, which was an unpleasant experience, I came out of that feeling like I never wanted to be in business again. Like I just didn't like, let, keep me the heck away from all business and business people. And so when I came into the online space, I wanted to be a mindset coach for people uh, who were approaching burnout so that they could actually avoid it because I had gone through one of my own. And in the course of time, I realized that's not my genius zone. So being open to changing um, and being willing to take the leap of faith into the next idea, the next innovation, I think that's the success tip. So it's still a don't be afraid. Still rooted in don't be afraid. I'm glad I asked that because honestly, I think that is crucial in this journey as an entrepreneur and not yeah. to be afraid to evolve, right? Because yes. you know, we, we wrap up our identity around our business, right? Just like <laughs> when I worked in my corporate career, like I am this person, I am that role, I only do this, I only teach that. But no, you are a human being. You're evolving, you're experimenting, you're learning new things about yourself and your gifts that you are, you know, given by the universe daily. And you're like, wait, this is not the right positioning for me. Or maybe that was the right positioning for you a couple of years ago. But your yeah. business growth is just like the life cycle of human growth, I say, right? Yes. You're one years old, you're two, you're three. Like when I think back now of all the things I used to do like three years ago, I'm like, who was I, right? So giving yourself time to evolve and learn yeah. and grow with your messaging, with your audiences, with your yes. offers, it's okay. The right people will always be there with you. If you have built trust, if you have been in service, people will appreciate the vulnerability and will follow you alongside your journey, right? Because that's what people that care about you do, right? That's why community is so, so important. So absolutely, I love that uh, success tip that you shared at the end there as well. Well, then how, 
where is it that people can continue the conversation with you? Where are your best stuff stored? <laughs> oh, uh, well, the easiest way to catch me is on Facebook. That's the easiest way to catch me directly. I do have a website, as Ilona's just put up for you there. I also write a blog. Um, I'd have to actually send you the address because I, I should know it off the top of my head, but it, it is connected to my website, so that's... Um, you can get it there. So if you ever wanted to binge, I also have a YouTube channel where I've done, oh gosh, hours and hours and hours of training videos on sales, marketing, strategic planning, mindset, all of those things, all the things that those ones were particularly for a startup. So there's the YouTube, but the best place, the absolute best place is on Facebook. And it's just Danielle Wilson. Well, there you go. That's the hub, the website. I'm sure you take people there with so many different resources, but you're so well-rounded. You have such a diverse background. And I always find that, you know, that gives uh, someone a different perspective to look at things and it adds value based on the work they, they do as well. It gives you colors. There's no black and white way to do anything, right? <laughs> gives you the perspective and the colors that is so needed as an entrepreneur, especially in the online space, because you really get to build a business that mm -hmm. is purposeful to you. Uh, you just obviously have to learn a lot of skills that are going to be repeatable and are going to be there for the longevity of your business. But you definitely get to serve the audience you like, create the offer you yeah. care about, create, create, work on the transformation you care about, work on the problem that means something to you you know, contribute towards social causes or social impact in the way that you want, uh, that you feel personally, you know, inclined to. And uh, yeah, that's the amazing time we actually live in. So thank you so much, Danielle, thank for everything you, you shared. It was such a beautiful conversation. Thanks for coming back. And there you go. Follow, um, go on the website for Danielle there. And she's also part of our Life School community. So the, where you'll find the show and all our amazing resources and, and, and uh, community um, members that um, I get, I say that that's the most proudest thing that um, I have done, putting people together and connecting people together. Thank you so much for watching. And I will see you next time with another show and another beautiful conversation. Bye, everybody company and we care about doing more good in the world and serving our global communities. Our foundation, the Life School Mission Foundation, serves young girls and women that have um, don't have access to technology, that don't have access to education that they need, and also are living in toxic environments, get more resources around those areas of self-leadership, entrepreneurship, and entrepreneurship. Please help support our foundation by donating so that we can support more amazing souls. For every client or student that comes through the life school, we pay back the same service. We give that back to one young woman or a young girl so that we can help support them in those three areas. If you'd like to make any donations, check out our website at Lonadopari Coaching slash the Life School Mission Foundation or send us an email at lifeschoolmission at gmail.com. We appreciate your support in this very important cause.